Don't miss this epic event, sponsored by ALW Entertainment. This hour of the Sports Company is brought to you by Dax Wings and Grill, where you and the gang can watch all the games on walls of TVs. On the corner of Old Minden Road and Benton Road in Bossier City, on Forsyth and Monroe, 1935 Southern Loop in Shreveport. If you can cheer for it, we can talk about it. Sports Talk 97.7. our number. Um, BC, before we, we head off, and I'll let you preview what's up on Blue Tech Blue, but you've already got my attention after that rant earlier. Um, I had, I had the two TVs going last night, and obviously my main focus was on um, the Saints-Panthers game. I had the, the Browns and Steelers on a side TV, and I had just turned it over look to the side when they were bringing out the cart for Nick Chubb. I, mm. I didn't see it live. Didn't see the video I didn't see the replay until not this break, but the previous one. Yeah, that is a, rough. That is a really, really rough one to watch. And um, I'm just curious because I couldn't tell by side-by-side. Uh, is that the same leg he did yes. something yes. similar to at yes. Georgia? Yeah, same leg oh. he did in 2015. You yes. see the tweet oh. Adam Schefter put out? He's yeah. He started a tweet out explaining how bad the injury was, and then he and then he said, in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> all the fans were taking the break. Well, Honestly, his reaction, Chubb's reaction wasn't even that bad to it. I so. think it was the shock. I think shock is shock, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that might play into it. But, um, man, that, that looks like if you've had two injuries like that to the same leg, that's going to be tough to recover from. Um We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Beck, by the way, um, you got your work cut out for you, but I know you're, you're up to it. Uh, BC, he's still on fire from Saturday. I brought my so, earplugs, and I, I can, I'm probably just take a little break. I'm expecting fire-breathing yeah. dragons from both of you. All right, before before we get out of here, what's up, Quint? Hey, guys, I want to jump in on this Taysom Hill conversation y'all were having. Yeah. Uh, you can say he's not great because he's not your traditional NFL running back who can give you 20, 25 carries. And I was not a big Taysom fan when they put him in that full-time quarterback. I just feel he doesn't quite have the arm to be a full-time every-game quarterback. But I can also argue that he's great because the five to ten times a game that he comes in, everybody knows what play's going to be called. I mean, the viewers know it, the defense knows it, the audience knows it. And he still manages to get five to six yards of carry and sometimes actually busts a big one for 10 or 20 yards. So, I mean, that's kind of always been the big definition there is when everybody knows the play, including the defense, and they still can't stop it. I mean, there's something special about that. And if the Saints would loosen the grip a little bit and let him throw maybe one every four or five rushes, he would be dang near unstoppable. I mean, that was what Tebow did for his entire college time was – has just enough of a threat of a pass that you couldn't just dive straight at him. But if you didn't come at him, he would just run up the middle to get the yards, and then when you came straight at him, he would pass over the top of you. I mean, it's not something that can work every play. But like you, like we're doing with Taysom, where we're bringing him in every five or ten snaps a game, it's going to work beautifully. And, I mean, I'm kind of like you, Fox. If you don't understand that, maybe you need to turn off the football game and – actually try to learn more about it before you start watching it some more. He's not great in any position. That doesn't mean he's not a great football player, and he is for all the reasons you just described. Appreciate you, buddy. 
Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Got it. All right, BC, tell me what's going on. Uh, Bleed Tech Blue here in a minute. Uh, yeah, we're going to recap this North Texas game. Don't know if you heard. Dogs fell 40-37 to 37 to us. Just uh, looking at some numbers. North All Te- is well. Yeah, North Texas ran 57 plays in the first half. Tech ran 20. Uh, yeah, not exactly a stellar uh, offensive output in that first half. We'll talk with Zach Carpenter uh, with the Nebraska rival site at 6.30, 6.45. We're going to take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. We kind of took a little shot from your show Take a look Fair at that through the first four games. 7 o'clock, Matt Bellinson, the Rustin Daily Leader, will join us. Interested to kind of hear his thoughts. Uh, an outsider. I, I, yeah. You know, a guy that doesn't really have ties to Louisiana Tech. Interested to hear from him. And then uh, we'll make our picks. Uh, Cornhuskers are favored by 19 and a half. Uh, you know where I'm going with this one. Sean, you think I should give him two or three melatonin gummies before the show? Oh, let's go four. Let's make it a right nice Just to calm him down Uh-oh. a little bit. Um, I I can't wait to hear. Uh, coming up next, it is Bleed Tech Blue. And listen, BC, none of us have original ideas. Everybody steals from everybody. Right. So, right. for BC, for Taves, I'm Sean Fox. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. It was, Chris. You know how sick, and that's why they took it out on the Raiders. Right. That was a layup. Anybody would think they were going to take it out on the Raiders. You're kidding yourself. The Raiders had no chance. After they lost that game to Zach Wilson? Are you kidding? So all I'm saying is, this is going to be bad. This is The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. They're fearless. I would put all my chips to the middle. They have attitude. No nice things for you. And they're best friends. With my best friend. He's Jason Smith. I love chocolate and I love the Mets. Fire them all! That's Mike Harmon. What else do you need? It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. This is a story you may not like. Putting the sports world on their back. I had a dream about Zach Wilson. Weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. S one. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. F S one. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe, ninety-seven point seven. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by 
Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Oh, we're back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Taylor. It's Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or the text line, 888 Beck Haynes, I don't know if you saw it. Saturday night, Bulldogs at home, chance to get to 3-1 and one for the first time since 2019. It's a chance. It's a program-changing game on the line. Inside the Joe, you're at home. You fall 40-37. to 37. You come out flat offensively. Uh, defense, ah, yeah, just give up a 17-play drive to start it. Nonetheless, you're not 3-1, and one, you're 2-2. Two and two. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh it's about right. If we've if we've ever had this much to talk about in a single game, I don't know if we I have. Don't Just to give you listeners a picture, we got a backwards hat on here on Ben. He got his sunglasses on. I got my earplugs in. Good, you should. It was uh, it was that kind of a game. Uh just really disappointing. Not to mention your lock of the year. Yep, failed a three and two in the old lock of the year. Yeah, tough two-game losing streak for us. You know, that's that's tough coming from the insider. That's know? really what matters. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say we cannot we cannot uh, make good decisions picking with Tech in our hearts because uh, it's it's been bad. Quit going with hard overhead. And uh, then when we lose, we can look back and and it's that's been the. The stats have been there to tell us that story the whole time. Let's be up front with you. Uh, we're going to recap this North Texas game tonight. It's going to take us a while. Uh, 6.30, we got Zach Carpenter joining us from the Nebraska rival site to break down the Cornhuskers. Uh, Beck, I don't know if you've watched Nebraska this year, but they're downright terrible. I, I mean, They're awful. They had a quarterback, uh, Sims. He had like, seven turnovers in two games. Yeah, yeah, but he had like 38 over since he started, like the most in. Yeah, 38 turnovers, I think, in like 32 career games. Yeah, this is, I mean, he just drops the ball. Like, he'll be shotgun snapping. He just drops the ball. He's not playing anymore, correct? Uh, actually. Are they doing a little dual We're going to talk with Zach. He's coming back off an injury. Some think he might start this week. But nonetheless, Nebraska's still favored by 20, if that tells you anything. Uh, 6.45, we'll take a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly for Louisiana Tech through the first four games. Of course, you can shoot us a text, 888-993-7762. We'll read those out over the air. That's at 6.45. 7 o'clock, Matt Bellinson of the Ruston Daily Leader will join us. Uh, Matt's done a tremendous job. I believe he started covering the Bulldogs back in 2022. Uh, interested to hear his thoughts. And, of course, 7.15, we'll pick the game. So, uh, Beck. I want to start with this. There, there's a lot of different takeaways from this game, okay? But being the eternal optimist that I am, after all, this is Bleed Tech Blue Radio. You know no one bleeds Tech Blue more than me. Like, it could be a two-win team out there, and somehow I'm going to convince myself that an act of God's going to change it to a seven-win team. Right. Like, that's just how I am. So, first off, I want to give Tech some credit. You were down 17 in the fourth quarter. You and I both looked at each other and we were like, all right, is it time? 
Like, is it time to go ahead and get to the studio for the postgame show? Now, I could count on one finger the number of times we've probably done that, leaving the game early. So that ultimately did not happen, obviously. Tech comes back from down 17. Jack Turner in in relief of Hank Bachmeyer, who came out with an injury. We'll get into more of that Got later. Got popped. Got popped. Tech comes all the way back to tie the game at 37. A lot of credit to Jack Turner. A lot of credit to Cyrus Allen. A lot of credit to Smoke Harrison. A lot of credit to Tyree Shelton. Did a good job. Sonny Cumbie calling the plays. Defense, I think they mixed in a stop one time. And a lot of credit to our guy, Baby Barnes, on that onside kick. You got anything else as far as what you're happy about within the game? Hmm. Not much. Think that's about it? That's about it. Oh, thanks to the refs. We got some pass interference calls. A little couple face masks. What did you think of the crowd? crowd was pretty obvious that uh, there wasn't a bunch of free tickets given out like the week before. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> Fair enough. let's not hide it. The week before, the student section, they gave away $1,973. If you stayed to the fourth quarter, that obviously played a role. because You and I both looked at each other and said, said like, that's, give that's money not that week. much money to, to buy some fans. So we'll call it normal, average, because it's about what it is now. I mean, beautiful day, huge game, a little disappointed, to be totally honest with you. I, I tend to agree. I didn't think that, uh, hey, we came in here, we praised the students after Northwestern yeah. State, not doing it tonight. Not doing it. Don't deserve it. All right, so let's go back. All right, you mentioned it. Big game, chance to get to 3-1, and one, and like, Sean mentioned it on the Sports Company. Chance for Sonny Cumbie to win back-to-back games for the first time in his tenure at Louisiana Tech. Like, would have been a big deal. Not going to sit here and lie to you. Could have used it. Three and one. I'd be a lot. Hey, I told you. I told you point blank. If we came into this studio on September the 19th, following a win over North Texas, I wouldn't say one thing negative. But I have a duty to you, the listener. To analyze this puppy after a loss and give you my thoughts. And in return, you could give me your prayers for my blood pressure. I want to hear from you. 888-993-7762. So opening kickoff. First off, Tech wins the coin toss. They're 4-0 in coin tosses. How about it? How about them HBTD? 4-0 in coin toss. 4-0 in deferring. Gotta love it. North Texas gets the football. Chandler Rogers, ULM transfer. He's played playing in his 25th career game. It was his 19th career start. Had a ton of experience at ULM. Getting his first start for the Mean Green. By the way, coming into this game, North Texas don't have a win on the resume for Eric Morris. First year head coach. First drive of the game. 17 plays. 67 yards. Ends in a short field goal. Alright. Not not the worst thing in the world. Right? Like, right. 17 blade drive, you think it probably ends in a touchdown more often than not. Tech gets the ball back. First play of the game. Hank looks left. Says, I'm going to drive the ball down the field vertically against... The worst defense in the country. I won't mention a name, but the receiver loafed the route. First play of the game. Biggest game of the year. 
Biggest game in the last four years, excuse me. Loafed the opening route of the game. Loafed it. Had no chance of catching the football because he loafed the route. Second play, Charvis Thornton, five-yard run. All right, here we are, third and five. Hurricane Hanks got it. Is that his nickname? I don't know either. Um, throws an absolute seed down the middle of the field. Hit the tight end in the wrong spot. You know his what hands. That, the hands. The hands. Yeah, wrong spot. Blocking, uh, blocking tight end. Not receiving. No. Blocking tight end. And listen, after a 17-play drive for the defense, you go three and out. All right. All right. A little deflating. Yeah, not great. Of course, we were already deflated. Loafing routes. Apparently. Got a little stiff on the sideline during that 17-play drive. Yeah, 42-yard punt. North Texas gets the ball back. Uh, they go 10 plays, 72 yards. So we are 11 minutes and 37 seconds into this football game. North Texas has run 27 plays. Tex run three. Dogs come back out on the field. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Worst defense in the country. Hand off to Tyree Shelton for a gain of five. We're in a good spot at second five. Second five, we go for the old fleek flicker. We don't block the defensive end. Hank has to throw it away. Third and five. Sack for a loss of six. Punt. Well, got a 51-yarder off. Got to be happy with that. Ran six plays in the first quarter. Uh, what I say? North Texas has run 27 plays now to Tech six plays. Correct. Am I correct? Yes. Um, 28, 29, 30, 31, 33 plays for the Mean Green in the first quarter. The Bulldogs run six. It's a 10-0 game at intermission of the first half. Into the first quarter. North Texas will go ahead, drive their way down the field, get them another field goal. It's 13 nothing. Beck, let me fill you in on something. How many touchdowns do you think Tech scored in the first quarter against FBS competition this year? Zero. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they've only scored one touchdown in the last six games against FBS competition in the first quarter. UTSA. Yeah. You know how bad they lost that game? They didn't score another point that afternoon. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So let me, like, Why? It used to be the third quarter. Do you remember that? Yeah. Used well, to... now it's the first. Like in the ben, first. Ben, you and I were in college. How many times did we flunk that first test, Ben? Didn't have a good grade on it. Let me tell Maybe you something. Maybe a D. Maybe an F. No, hold on. Let me tell you something. This isn't academic. No, 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 no. But what does it do the rest of the court? You're fighting from behind the rest of the court. Great point. That was my mantra. It was fight uphill. See if you could get out of the cellar. That's what the dogs have tried to do here lately. But here's what I can't wrap my head around, Beck. And I don't think I'm being outlandish by asking this question. Like, I don't think I'm being crazy. Like, I'm not the greatest of X's and O's guy. Like, if I sat there and said, hand off to Tyree Shelton, like, I couldn't tell you if he ran through the two-hole or the four-hole. I couldn't tell you. I don't know anything about it. The first quarter, the first drive, the second drive, possibly, are supposed to be scripted, right? Kind of the uniform. You spent the most time in practice understanding on, those, on those of how plays. it's going to go. Yeah. So, 
We should have had a lot in the bag because we only ran four plays. plays. You should have the second quarter scripted. So how, at this point of life, and my question is, does it go back to we don't have an identity on offense? And I'm not going to sit here and bag on Joey Fresh because I love the guy. His positivity's through the roof. But we came in that dead gum studio after that win over Northwestern State and said you should have thrown the football more. And Joey was like, dropped a 50-burger. And I said, you're right, dropped a 50-burger. Ran for 357. We're happy. We are. But we thought, you know what, there might be some concerns going forward. And we hear during the week, I was listening to Malcolm's pregame show. Malcolm and Teddy, they go 90 minutes before every kickoff. Tackle play Nebraska this week. It's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. They'll go on the air at 1 o'clock. We're talking with Sonny Cumbie about the offense. They're like, do you have an offensive identity? And I know sometimes you get the whole coach speak thing. But they talked about, and Malcolm brought it up, about how is your identity really based on what your opponent's giving you? Based on what they do, you develop your identity for that week. And the problem I have with that is you should be so doggone good at what you want to be good at, whether it's throwing the ball, whether it's running the ball, whether it's having balance, whatever it is. You should be so doggone good at it that when you put together your scripted drive for the upcoming game on a Saturday, a team like North Texas that quite frankly is pretty terrible shouldn't be able to stop you. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. And this was... this Like, that's was, what bothers me. This was my really big concern after the Northwestern game. You just wanted something. You know you know running the ball is not our identity. Like that's not It's not who we are. Well, it's not who we are any year and it's certainly Ever. not who you we are with guys that we're pulling off the street to be running back. Yeah. Like that ain't it. But you come off the field we're like, "Oh, we scored 50. We're good." It's like, "No, we're not." Like that's really concerning. Like why is Hank in the air raid offense that we were promised not throwing for 350 against Northwestern? Frankly, I think our receivers are pretty terrible. Well, we got we're loafing routes. We are loafing routes on the first we're, play of the game. We got half a leg jogging down the field. Smoke's double teamed. I mean, he's had two good games this year. The and other I two feel been for shut. Smoke. I like, do too. I, do. I think he's like, playing hard and trying hard. But he's they know they can watch the film and say, well, that's the guy. Yeah, and really the only one. Jeff says, I think you're using the reference worst defense in college football with the wrong team. Fair enough, Jeff. Uh, so, fast forward to the second quarter. Tech makes it a 16 to or North Texas converts a field goal to make it 16 to 7 with 156 remaining in the half. Tech scores on the following drive in 20 seconds. Two plays, 75 yards. 56-yard run by Tyree Shelton. By the way, he was outstanding. 16 carries, a buck 59. Smoke scores on the 19-yard touchdown. It's 16-14. to 
It had to have been like Buck's second kick of the year that doesn't go for a buck back. And you tackle him at the 11. You tackle him at the 11. They got to go 89 yards in like a minute 20. Okay? You tackle him on first down, you tackle him on second down, then you call a timeout. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, like maybe not the worst decision. Maybe not. But then at the same time, it's like, you got all the momentum on your sideline. Like, for the first time in a while, the Joe's kind of rocking. If we could get into the half, it's 16-14, to 14, when North Texas has run 57 plays to our 20-something plays, you'd have to kind of be honest and say, man, we've dodged a bullet. And we get the ball coming out of the half. Call the timeout. They hit a big one down the middle. Go score a touchdown. You look up, it's 23-14 to 14 at the break. And I'll be honest, like, I didn't say Tech couldn't win the football game, but I was like, holy smokes, going to be one of you those just had, nights. You just had no confidence that we could we could stop them. That was my concern. It's like they dominated. They come out and do half of what they did the first half and with they, time of possession. They ran for 475 yards a year ago. And for some reason, we thought they wouldn't try to run the football and play the 3-2-6 look on defense? You don't even have a true nose on the roster. Why are you playing six defensive backs? Like, nothing against those guys, but give some help in the trenches. Like, your nickelbacks both played over 50 snaps. You were in a dime all night. Let's go ahead and take a quick time out. We come back. We'll finish recapping it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Hey, Tech fans, do you have a young Bulldog fan, 8th grade or under? 
Well, the Champs Kids Club, sponsored by Super One Foods, is perfect for you and your little Bulldog fans. It includes free admission to all Tech home regular season games, special Champs Kids Club only invites, and much, much more. Champs Kids Club memberships are on sale now. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. How about them dogs? You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. All right, you come out of the half. It's 23-14. You got the football. We looked at each other. What we say? You score here, you're good. Right? Yep. All right, here we go. You put together a 14-play, 51-yard drive, 14 plays. It took you eight minutes to run 14 plays because you kept huddling. Which drives you nuts. <laughs> I don't understand why you huddle in 2023. Like, I'm not watching 1948 Bear Bryant. Also, the words like up-tempo and... Those Air were, raid. Like, those were... Like, I'm fine if that's not what we do, but don't tell me that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I am too. And then bring in a quarterback who is pretty good at throwing the ball. Very accurate. Yes. And just don't do it with him. So you have your 14-play drive. On 4th and 2, at the 24, you choose not to kick. And listen, I understand being aggressive. Like, I really do. I like being aggressive. But in a 23-14 game, you got to kick the field goal to get within a score. And more than that, you got to get some more dead gum confidence on your sideline. I don't know how you feel, but whenever we decide to go for it, I'm never mad. And then after the fact, when we don't get it, I'm like, that was stupid. No, I, this one you have to kick. you got to get within no, a score. No, you didn't feel that way. Well, I wasn't Bull, sitting with you. you I weren't. Would... you got to kick because you got to get within a score. And you got to get confidence on your sideline, Beck. you telling me when, when they when they decided to go for it, what, you weren't like, you, you were saying this no, is the wrong you call? No, you got to kick it. It's, it's football 101. Like, it's a two-score game. Get it to one score. So what do they do in response? Touchdown, Mean Green. It's 30-14. to It gets better. You drive back down the field. You get fourth and one. And, Beck, this is might be where I come unglued. You got fourth and one at the North Texas 40-yard line. And you jog in two or three tight ends to try to run up the gut. And let me tell you something. I've been following Louisiana Tech football since the day I was born in 1991. It was a beautiful July 2nd summer evening when I came into this earth. And I've never, ever seen Louisiana Tech smash mouth into anybody. <laughs> anybody. Don't run the football up the gut on fourth and one with three tight ends on the field. It isn't happening. Now, if you want to do the butt push like Jalen Hurts does with the Eagles. Which we did. Do it. Yeah, we did it one time. Do it, it again. Worked. Do it again. Do it do as many it. times as you want. Actually, walk up to the line, tell them it's coming, and then do it. Because it works every time. Yeah. They're talking about banning it because it works so good. So you've had two good drives in the second half. You've almost eclipsed 100 yards in the third quarter. You've ran like... 19 plays, and he got no points to show for it. North Texas gets the ball back. 
They gift you a fumble when they try to run some kind of double reverse. You get a touchdown, make it 30-20. to 20. Of course, they respond right back. They score 37-20. Jack Turner leads you back down the field. Blah, blah, blah. You know how it plays out. You tie the game at 37, a minute four to go. Shout out to Smoke. He's one of our favorites. Six-year guy. Could have easily walked away after 6-18 and 18 his last two years, but he didn't. You ultimately lose the game. You give up the long long drive to get down there. The play that ticks me off on the last drive, third and seven. You and I, I don't know, have you ever called defense outside of Madden? No, nope. nope. I don't we, even call it on Madden. We, we both look at you. There's like 40 se- 42 seconds, I believe, left in the quarter in the game. It's about a 50-yard In regulation, goal, right? it's 50, 52 yards. Their kicker, he was kicking it off the deck. He's got a boot. Yeah, he had plenty of leg. We both look at each other like, they're running the ball here. They're, there's no way they're throwing the ball. Because they're already in range. Well, they're not going to throw the ball because of two things. One, a turnover. For two, they're not going to risk a sack. That's bad coaching when you have a kicker as good right. as they do. We both looked or at turnover. each other. We both looked at each other and said, they're not going to throw the football. They're going to run the football. What do you know? Adai goes off the right side for 21 yards, down to the Tech 14, seven seconds left, the game's over. It's over. I mean, that's what we saw all night. Yeah. And then quietly, <laughs> Rodgers has 313 yards passing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just our run defense that was so bad. But I hadn't watched it. I mean, this is very reminiscent of our game with North Texas last year where the, where the defense was so frustrating. It's like, like two No touch. adjustments. Just 5, five 10, 15 yards a pop. Easy, wide-open guys. But I'll say this, too, in defense of the defense. I'm not going to defend them a whole lot, but – when you're on the field for 57 plays in That's the first true. half, That's true. like at some point you're going to wear down. Like North Texas ran 91 plays in this game. Tech ran 68. And listen, at some point the offense has to help the defense out. Right. Like you, like yeah, like 17 play drive. It's not good that you gave up a field goal, but at the same time, you can't have back to back three and outs. And credit to you no- can't credit to North Texas. I think we are the better team. I think we have. Better players? I no, no, I listen. disagree. No, I disagree. No, we are the better team. No. No. Our guys are better. No. Yes. No, listen. they're not. Listen. They're not. They were better Man. at the quarterback position. They're better at the running back position. They mossed you at the receiver position. And defensively, they played harder than you did. No. I'm not saying they, no. playing harder does not is not a factor here. I'm saying like if if they if their script to win this game is to control the ball, long drives, time of possession, run more plays. They did it. Like, Ben, we we played absolutely terrible and we're in the game at the end and just couldn't stop them. I mean, terrible. Have your opinion. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. We made so many mistakes. The better football team won on – no, you know what? You know who makes mistakes? Bad football teams. I know. I'm I'm talking about talent, talking about, like, what we can do. Beck, we're four games into the year. At what point are you going to start executing – North Texas uh, I, was terrible coming into this game. I'm just saying, I think... They couldn't stop a nosebleed. And we had 20 points in the middle of the fourth quarter. I agree. I'm saying we played terrible. But we made a bazillion mistakes, had a backup quarterback came in, and we're still in the game at the end. Unnamed Texture says, Cumbie learned after Mike Leach. Can people stop saying that? Don't insult Mike. Um... All right, another couple of things. North Texas went 13 of 20. 
on third and fourth down in this game. Tech went five out of 16. I'm no mathematician, but that's less than 33%. Not very good. I, I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. Like, like kick field goals. Like, and, and like I said, like I'm not mad that you're being aggressive. But two-score game down to a one-score game when you're at home, like it, just take the points. Hank's hurt now. Like we'll see if he's out this week. Coach Cumbie said they'll see how he progresses throughout the week. We'll see. Like if it's Jack Turner at Nebraska, like Casey had nerd. Nebraska's got the number four ranked rush defense in the country. Like newsflash, you're not gonna run it. I am really glad we got that game in with Northwestern. No, we ran it a bunch. Got yeah, our that practice help in. Us this That's week. gonna help us. Yeah, should help us. Uh, yeah, Re- really. Yeah, Brett says UNT was the better team. They practically gave us that fourth quarter. Cookie says, guys, one thing you're forgetting, they were better at coaching. I'm just wondering if our coaches come be could even coach somehow how to tie the shoelaces for the first time. I'm just wondering, seriously wondering. When you go for a running play on second down as many times as he has, good gravy. Lot to be worried about. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Zach Carpenter talking all things Nebraska. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. That moment, we arrived in the scene. The storm had nearly destroyed the area. This was our own community. Friends, family, people we grew up with, went to school with. We were there to help. Several of us were working to rescue a family. They made it down to the storm cellar, but the house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had chainsaws going, and we had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Right here, close to home, in my state. It was one of those life-changing moments where I realized I am making a difference in these people's lives and mine. I'm a citizen soldier in the National Guard. You can serve part-time and be there the moment your community needs you. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. 
Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, and joining us on the hotline to help us preview the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Zach Carpenter with Inside Nebraska. Zach, thanks for taking some time to join us tonight. Yeah, absolutely, guys. appreciate you guys having me on. So let's jump right into it. Obviously, Matt Rule in his first year as the new head coach at Nebraska. Just take us back a little bit, I guess, to when he was hired. Uh, just some of the thoughts around the program. Obviously, he's had a lot of success, especially in the college ranks of rebuilding programs and what the general thoughts were around his hiring. Yeah, I mean, I think this this program, after the Mike Riley years and then the Scott Frost tenure, I mean, that was the, the Scott Frost, uh, era was the least successful, the worst era of Nebraska football since like the 50s or 60s. And I think after after losing seasons in seven straight years, not going to a bowl game since 2016, I think in in some ways this this program this program was broken, and in some ways it sort of broke the fans. As far as they still obviously they they're awesome fans. They show up. They support. They're their last dying breath, but um, I think just the vibes around here were just okay. We're accepting of a reset. We're accepting of a um, maybe not a total breakdown or anything of the of the program, but we're we're willing to accept um, that we need that we need a uh, a rebuild, a full revamped rebuild. And they went through the longest coaching search in the history of, of Nebraska athletics, 77 days. And finally Matt rule was hired in November. Um, and I mean, the, the hire of rule, I mean, it was, it was met with some pushback and then he, he said and did all the right things um, in the off season leading up till uh, the opening of the season. So I think people, fully bought into the, the rural era, the rural experience, and um, made that, for some, it didn't last too long <laughs> when the Minnesota game happened and they lost another one-score game. They're 2-14 and 14 in their last 16 one-score games dating back to the start of 2021. Um, and felt a lot like a Scott Frost era game. It was another of like, oh, no, here we go again. But... Um, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a, a long-term rebuild. Could still uh, wind up making a bowl game this year, but um, any expectations are lowered right now. Jeff Sims gets the start at quarterback in the first couple games of the year against Minnesota and Colorado. Heinrich Harburg starts this past weekend against Northern Illinois. Uh, what, what's the quarterback situation look like heading into Louisiana Tech this weekend? Yeah, uh, Jeff Sims, the owner of 31 turnovers in three years at Georgia Tech, and so far this year, six turnovers in two games at Nebraska from interceptions and fumbles and a uh, couple fumbles on shot on dropping shotgun snaps, the simplest of procedures um, to, to have down. So there's a lot of angst, a lot of anger 
um, about Jefferson's performance in the in those first two games. Then Harburg came out and uh, Sims had injured his ankle late in the game against Colorado. Harburg came out and uh, he he played like. He's from Nebraska. He's a he's a former high school star of Nebraska. He earned a scholarship here, and um, he played like a kid whose dream it was to play to be the starting quarterback of Nebraska, and that he wasn't going to waste the opportunity. I mean, uh, yeah, it was against Northern Illinois, but he came out, ran hard, uh, twenty-one carries for ninety-eight yards and a touchdown, and then he threw it. He made good decisions with the ball, throwing it. He uh, had. 158 yards and two touchdowns, um, no interceptions uh, in the air. So now the uh, the narrative, the talk around town is now, well, you got to give Harburg a shot even if Sims is healthy. But Sims is coming back. He, he practiced today, um, taking about 50, 55% of the reps, uh, first-team reps in practice. And, um it's gone from Sims as the starter and Harburg as a co-starter with Chubba Purdy to now Sims and Harburg are listed as co-starters on the depth chart. So um, we're going to find out more in the in the next week, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we see Sims as the starter, and um, but might be on a short leash if he does. Do you get any feeling from the team either way, that which, uh, which guy the team prefers, or is it uh, all pretty neutral from your standpoint? I don't know. It, it's like in the whole off season leading up to everything up to the first game, it was just so much, I mean, genuine belief and trust in, in Jeff Sims and like his physical abilities and um, the intangibles he brought to the table. And then two games after that, it it's not like the players are throwing Sims under the bus. I think there's a lot of other – um, issues at play for why the why the turnovers have happened, and then uh, Harburg comes out and balls out, and there's a belief in him too. So it's like, man, do you, which one? It's a good question. Something I've been kind of asking myself is, all right, well, which which guy is the one that they want that the that the teammates that the players want to lead them? So um, I, I like the way Harburg, Harburg played on Saturday. I think you got to give him a shot. I think you got to make him the starter. But at the same time, um, it was it was a completely different situation where first two games were against Power Five opponents. One was against the established scheme and culture of Minnesota's defense, and the other was the absolute just whatever you want to call it the show, the hostile environment of Colorado, which was. And pretty insane being there myself in those two games compared to being at home with the support of, the support of your fans and um, and against a team that does not has one of the worst statistical defenses in the country. So two completely different situations. I still I'd still like it if Harbor got the star against Louisiana Tech. Maybe we see both of them. You and I were talking last night about some of the injury situations at the running back position for both teams. Uh, Gabe mm-hmm. Irwin was announced that he'll be out for the year. Uh, Ramirez Johnson as well. I, I guess things go back to Anthony Grant, uh, the team's leading rusher from a year ago. Yeah, it's exactly right. And I mean, there's a plenty of uh, plenty of things to talk about around that. I mean, Anthony Grant, he was a transfer, Florida State, and with JUCO route, was JUCO Offensive Player of the Year or 
player of the year, not just offensive, um, before he came here for his first year last year and through five games was among the the Big Ten's best uh, statistically. And uh, The Big Ten had a, a stable of running backs with Michigan's Blake Corum, Chase Brown of Illinois, Mo Ibrahim at Minnesota, um, Braylon Allen at Wisconsin, and Anthony Grant's numbers were right up there with, with those guys uh, for the best in the Big Ten. He had 114 carries, 600 yards, and five touchdowns. And then the last seven games, for a number of reasons, um, production fell off a cliff. He had the exact same number of carries, 114, for only 315 yards and one touchdown. So um, saw that production fall off a cliff. And then in fall camp, uh, he Matt Rule came out and was, was honest about it and public about it that Grant had – ball security issues he fumbled it a couple times in their in their scrimmage um you could see it on some of the highlights that the, the social media team had put out there the defense forcing the fumble, forcing a fumble and it was anthony grant who uh, lost the ball and then against minnesota nebraska's up with less than five minutes left there's i mean uh, less than five minutes left ball near midfield and instead of having Gabe Irvin Jr. in the game, Anthony Grant was in the game, and he fumbled. He lost the ball, and that's what was the turning point that allowed Minnesota to come back to get the ball, go down, tie the game, eventually win it. Um, so Anthony Grant didn't get, had not seen a, a single carry or snap in the Colorado game, and um, came back though against uh, against Northern Illinois, and he he took advantage of the of the moment. He ran hard as he. It was impressive. I, I highlighted him in, in our follow-up coverage, and uh, now he, he gets a second chance of uh, a football life. And like Rule, Matt Rule said yesterday after he broke the news about the two injuries, he said, it's Anthony Grant's show now. Uh, it was his show last year, and he's, he's proven that when he's, when he's right, he's really right and he could be really good. So it shows in his hands now for a rushing offense that's ranked 21st in the country. Defensively, uh Kind of feels like that black shirt defense is back. I think they're number four in the country. Uh, rush defense, really getting after the quarterback as well. Uh, what's made that unit so so good early in the year? Uh, it was it was a complete overhaul in the offseason. I mean, first off, you talk about uh, Matt Rule's hirings. I mean, he, he filled out his coaching staff, and the biggest hire, the most notable hire, was Tony White hiring him over from Syracuse former Syracuse defensive coordinator who completely turned that defense around and um, Rule hired him to be the D.C. here, and he's he's absolutely shined. I mean, he brought over a 3-3-5 defense that most people around here were very hesitant to, to buy into. Well, a 3-3-5 can't work in the in the Big Ten, like which they've only played one Big Ten game so far, but um, that was still the rhetoric was, Three three five. That can't work here. That can't work in this conference. And uh, through only three games, it's that's proven not to be the case. Uh, they they really um, in the off season weight program. They they focused on building up speed and flexibility. And and on the field, they built up this mentality. I mean, we heard it a million times. Like this defense is going to be fast, physical, aggressive. We're going to quote unquote fly around. Um, I think they simplified things a lot to where they're taking advantage of guys 
guys' physical abilities, like the speed and the, the strength that they built up, uh, not asking guys to do too much, and also heavy rotations. Um, there's, they've played now 37 guys um, on on defense, and um, 30, I think the number's 30, 37 or 39. I just wrote it like an hour ago, but my brain's a little fried, so I can't remember the exact number. 37 guys on defense and um, – 30 guys have played 13 or more snaps. I mean, they're rotating in and out, and it's allowing for more, um, a lot more freshness, like fresh legs and uh, fresh mentality so that they can go out there and, and hit as hard as they are and play as hard as they are, and they're, they're answering the call. Um, and former walk-ons are now, are now starting and are playing really, really well. So um, all of that sort of, goes combines into it to where this defense is this defense is is legit i mean they're they've played they've been nasty so far they're playing really well last question we'll let you get out of here uh unrelated to football but we saw earlier this year that the uh the volleyball team had 90 plus thousand in the stadium did you get to be a part of that uh no um i was up in minnesota already the that was the that was the um the rough part about the fact that they were having volleyball day in Nebraska on Wednesday the 30th and the season opener was at Minnesota the very next day. Um, so we had traveled up, uh, me and two of my staff writers, and then uh, two, two others, um, two of the other staff writers on my uh, on my team. are. Vo- I have a volleyball beat writer because yeah. uh, that's the demand here. Um, it, and we had two at, uh, two at the game, and I was – very jealous of them, and my girlfriend was also in at volleyball day in Nebraska, her first time in the stadium. I'm just sitting there like we watched it. Uh, I watched it from a bad hotel, uh, a shoddy <laughs> hotel TV, and I was still getting fired up. Like they did the they did the tunnel walk for him, and like the serious by Alan Parsons project came on, and I'm not even I'm not from Nebraska. I didn't go to UNL. I'm I'm from Illinois, and I came over from covering Ohio State, and I, even I get fired up. Like I got, I get goosebumps watching that intro, and I got goosebumps watching the the volleyball intro. I'm like, even on a terrible TV and a um, slightly above average hotel room, it was still you could still feel the energy, and like the electricity that night. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, just seeing ninety thousand people in a in the football stadium for a volleyball game was pretty. Special, great stuff, man. If any of our listeners want to follow some of the covers that you guys have throughout the week, I, I know it's been tremendous. I've been over there reading some of it. Where can they find that at? Yes, yeah, uh, InsideNebraska.com, and also on Twitter, we are at Nebraska Rivals, and I'm Zach underscore Carp, Z A C K underscore Carp. Um, if they want to, they want to follow along. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Yeah, absolutely. You guys too. Thanks for having me on. Zach Carpenter inside Nebraska joining us tonight on Bleed Take Blue Radio. Beck, uh, Take might not win on Saturday afternoon, but they'll get a million and a half for this one. So yep. Can't complain good. about that. Got to take some of these games every now and then, you know? Yeah, it would be nice to win one. Let's go ahead <laughs> take our next time out. We come back, get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. 
This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough, Pumpkin Pie, Oreo Hot Cocoa, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, and the Choco Dipped Strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Gaines, John Tabor. Let's jump right to the hotline. we got Will of the People. Fill us in, good sir. In BC, I, um, something that was said in, in during Fox's show, and he had a caller that, that talked about this, and this was talked about on the postgame show as well. You guys touched on this. The um, maybe the lack of excitement from the team. Yep. Uh, Coach Cumbie said that he he definitely thought that there was you know there was excitement. The team came out, uh, and, and you know certainly that you know that wasn't a problem. But if you looked at it from the stands, uh, I think in the post game show it was uh, a, a casual attitude, maybe even a lackadaisical attitude. If you looked at it from the stands and you looked at the body language of the players, it was certainly not. What you might, ex- you know, would have expected, uh, I, especially after the first drive, when the first play, the first play was a pass play, and it went incomplete. Uh, you could kind of see it, but then when our tight end dropped the ball, uh, and we yeah. went three and out on the first series, it was almost as if a balloon was popped on the sideline. I mean, you, the body language of the players was not what you would have wanted, and. You you really never recovered from that. I, 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 you know, never never got to where you needed to be to to be competitive in the football game in the first half. Yeah, and that was that was somewhat surprising. I um, the um, I, I take a little bit different take on this because I did watch. I mean, I watched their entire game against Cal. I watched their entire game against FIU, which somebody um, somebody should have given me a medal for. We're going through that entire yeah. game against FIU. It was it was bad. Their defense is atrocious, and I, I, even 
teams that are uh, air raid teams, if you're going up against a defense like that, and a good example is Hawaii during the, the June Jones era. Yeah. You know, when June Jones had that team going, there were times where they would just have horrendous defenses. And you started to see teams within the whack just run the ball right at them, yeah. especially playing them at home. Run the ball right at them until they can stop it. If we run the football, you know, coming out of the gate, I don't think they'd have been able to stop us. I think we'd have gone right down the field at five yards, six, seven yards a pop and scored on the first drive. And then the whole complexion of that game is different. Well, and the problem is we and didn't it, know what we wanted to do. We no, didn't I, know how we wanted exactly. to. Exactly. And I think a 17-play exactly drive, right. like, it's to start the game, like, that's demoralizing for a team. Because you start to feel like, man, we had 17 tries to stop them and really only got to them the last two plays. And you're thinking, man, if they're we go three and out, and they're probably about to do it again, which yeah. they did. Like, that's demoralizing. If you go up-tempo to start, if you go up-tempo to start and put them back on their heels, yep. throwing the football – it, 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 it get them back on their heels, simple stuff, screen stuff, yeah. quick outs, something to smoke to get going, then that's one approach to it. Or you come out running right the football em. until they stop it. Yeah. And right at them. You, but you do one or the other. You don't try and do whatever it was we were trying to do. Uh, it's it, it just obviously obviously not working. There's nothing that we've done this year that that I've seen or really anybody else has seen that would – uh, that's been very good at getting players open in space. You know, you see some of the things that Colorado's doing with yeah. Sean Lewis, who was the head coach at Kent State last year, where he really is running an offense, you know, taking advantage of and, and getting guys open in space. There's nothing that we've seen that's anywhere like that. And, and we really have no identity. There hasn't been anything that would lead you to believe that we're, you know, that we're going to see anything like that. I, and so at a certain point, we've got to try and get that fixed because, and this leads me to my next point. At a certain <laughs> how should I put this? If you're a coaching staff and you came into this situation, you have to have an understanding of what cost the previous staff their job. What cost them their jobs. You have to have an idea of what got them fired. When we came out in the prevent with a minute left. Yep. Uh, we came out in the prevent with a minute left in a tie game where all they needed is a field goal. It's a carbon copy of what happened at South Carolina in 2017. Oh, yes. So much so that there was an editor, I think a, a, an editor at, New, uh, at uh, the Sporty News or some publication, they came out and did a video, and you're still sitting on YouTube today, about what not to do in that situation. <laughs> uh, there's one particular booster in our program, and it's that's his big deal is, with Skip was what happened in that, you know, within that last minute of the South Carolina game where, you know, where we just folded. And you have to have an understanding of that. Uh, You know, also the other thing is... Hold on real quick. It's like I go back to, like, regardless if you win or lose, being aggressive and being fun, like, that's what you have to do. Like, whatever it takes to be aggressive and be fun. Like, you can live with a 52-49 loss if you put up 650 yards of offense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and that's the other thing about Skip. It, in the end, it was like watching paint dry. Yep. I mean, that 2018 season was just the 20 runs in a row, the zone where you give uh, yep. uh, whatever, the Bowling Green game, the FAU game. I mean, 
it's, it's a big part of the reason why he, you know, why in the end he lost his job. And you have to realize that as a staff of what you're stepping into and, you know, don't make those same mistakes. Now, as far as the crowd is concerned, and, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this, uh, it, it, where you had a good crowd, you know, relatively speaking for the FIU game, you had a good crowd under the circumstances, no students in. Uh-huh. And then last week, again, good crowd. It is something that you, you get one good impression. And I know they're trying to work on things. I know they're trying to work on some things for next year or two years from now. But the east side, and this goes back to where things were years ago, where they are today. You've got to try and address it. Yep. And I know they're trying to work on some things, but when you have people come in and go, ah, it's just a bad, it's a bad experience. It's a bad game experience. The in-game experience, you see it on the on your message board. Then you know people are talking about it. It's it's a it's something that people will give. You know they'll give it one shot. Yep. You'll see a lot of those people come back for homecoming because it's homecoming. But other than that, you get you're one not going to see it. The same yep. thing goes. You know, you're, the same thing goes for basketball. People will give it a chance, but until the upper concourse of the TAC is renovated, until you address all of the issues within the TAC, uh, the connectivity issues, all those other issues, you're not, you, you'll get students for a game or two, and then it'll tail off. And, yeah. and like I said, I know they're trying to do some things, but that's where things stand, and that's, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the truth. That's the cold, hard truth in this. No doubt. Appreciate it, Will. DC, take it easy, man. Thanks. Good job. You too. Thanks, man. Um, back to, you know, you know, you talk about all that stuff and like you gotta be fun. Like and it's like he said, like it, and it's hard to say this, but like you have to like you don't want to compare yourself if you're the new coaching staff to the old coaching staff, but you have to understand why Skip Holtz was removed from his post. You win this game? You you could you I was thinking about it on the way here the difference and, oh, it's and, light and years difference just I mean we were we were a minute away from overtime not saying we would have won in overtime but you have a better chance of winning in overtime yep. than being down with zero on the clock after the fourth quarter yep you know the answer to that I mean imagine like everybody that left on Saturday night when after oh, the yeah they're after, not doing that again they're not and then it's it would be twice this year the teams yep. come back and won that's exciting yep. You'd feel like we'd be saying, "Man, Cumbie kind of figures out a way to win. Yeah. This is oh, a big I deal." I agree. Could have been huge. Here's what's scary: Nebraska, UTEP, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, Liberty. Next five games. Tough. Vic, better buck up. As you said, dark days ahead. Possibly. Better figure out a way to win some football games, or it's going to spiral in a hurry. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time out, we come back. Matt Bellins and Rustin Daily Leader will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. 
That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. How about them dogs? Head coach Sonny Cumbie and company play six home games at the Joe this season, starting with a week zero matchup against FIU on August 26th. Season tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the high-flying action in Ruston. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets today. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Ruston Monroe 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beckett, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you listening on this Tuesday night. Let's go back to the hotline. Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daily Leader. Hey, pal, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. All right, let's jump right into it. You and I talked a lot in the preseason uh, about some of the expectations, were they realistic? I think we probably, uh, you know, we, we we agreed six or seven win teams. If things go right for Tech, they could maybe win eight, maybe win nine. Who knows? Uh, after seeing this team first four weeks, what what are some of your overall thoughts? Yeah, and I was listening a little bit before I came on. Just your guys' general thoughts going to the North Texas game and. You know, I would tend to agree with with most of what you said. I think my biggest takeaway so far is for as much as the offseason talk was about these transfer additions, you know, outside of, I would say, Miles Hurd, um, you know, Jeslord Botain, uh, you know, outside of those guys, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen a ton of real impact, you know, tangible yeah. impact. Um, you know, certainly I think Hank has had some ups and downs. I think he's been okay so far, and we can get into him a little bit more in depth later. But, you know, I think all the talk was, you know, we're going to be a different team. You know, in today's college football, you can flip a roster so quickly. We brought in all this talent, the linebacker position, you know, the defensive backfield. You know, we, we feel good about, I um, mean, you know, our defensive line and you know, some of our wide receivers as well. And I just haven't seen the level of impact. And I think the coaches would probably admit as well that, um, I think you would want to see at this point. The record-wise, I'm not too surprised. I think when I went through the schedule at the beginning of the year, certainly I didn't expect North Texas to come in with the worst you know, defense in the country at that time. But you know, at the time, you know, North Texas was kind of a toss-up game for me. Yeah. Um, I did end up picking Tech to win you know, going in. Um, you know, I know 2-2, two and two, you know, it's certainly not the, the sexiest record to look at right now, but I think it's, 
if you're just looking at the schedule on paper, I think it is pretty realistic. Um, you know, certainly the way that that game went just defensively against North Texas is very disappointing. And, you know, we can get into that, yeah, that unit's issues later. But I would just say overall, I'm just not seeing the, the true impact from just the amount of transfers that, they, that were brought in the offseason. Okay, but before we get into the defense, offensively, Hank's been okay. I, I think we've seen some glimpses of being better than okay. There's also been other glimpses at SMU. You don't move the football a whole lot, especially in that first half. Go back, what, three and a half quarters against North Texas. You probably didn't move the football as well as you thought you would. How, how much, and, and listen, I'd love to get your perspective. Like, we're homegrown Louisiana Tech guys through and through. You're more of a more neutral observer. How, how much do you think the injuries play into some of the offensive struggles through the first four games? Yeah, it's a good point because I think, you know, you certainly don't want to make excuses for lack of execution, but I think you can't you cannot talk about this offense without the loss of Mark. I mean that's a, that's a one thousand yard rusher without yeah. Marquise Crosby that's just not on the field. You know certainly I think I think Tyree Shelton you know since he's come back from injury has looked really good. Um, just every time he touches the ball it seems like it's for you know really positive yardage. But um, you know I would say so far it's not. I don't know how to put this. You know I think Hank like you mentioned he's had some ups and downs but he's not attacking downfield. Yeah. Like I feel like we'd want to see. Uh, you know, certainly he's had some flashes. You know, like you said, against SMU, made a nice completion to Kyle Maxwell, Kyle Maxwell down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mentioned, the first play against North Texas, that did not go well. Um, but it doesn't seem like they're stretching the field a whole lot. And, it's, you know, that's kind of surprising to me just considering the season that Cyrus Allen had, you know, with kind of an up-and-down quarterback play last year. You know, I would think just given this air raid offense and kind of having a commander, you know, quarterback like Hank in the system, I figured they were going to be throwing downfield a lot more. Um, and that's just surprised me. And it just to you know put in context, and I, I don't want to alarm people, but just just for context, you know, Tech 11 yards per completion right now. I'm just going to you know throw this out there. That's behind Iowa at this point. Um, you know, not exa- not exactly a, a passing juggernaut there at, at Iowa. You know, I know firsthand. So um, I, I think right now, certainly the injuries have played a part without Marquise. You know, obviously Cyrus. You know, was banged up. You know, last week against North Texas, you're without Kyle Maxwell and Kobe Duru. Um, but I do think just the explosive element, we certainly saw some flashes of it in the ground game against Northwestern State, but um, it just seems like an explosive element is just not there that I think, I don't know if it was ever promised to fans, but certainly when you bring in a guy like Hank and you know pairing him with a guy like Sonny Cumbie in this offense, I think a lot of people were rightfully expecting that they were going to take more downfield shots, they were going to be more explosive and um, you know, certainly against FIU, they had that one big touchdown to smoke. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, there just hasn't really been a whole lot of explosiveness, which has been surprising to me. Defensively, uh, you know, uh, taking the North Texas game away, obviously you struggled on the defensive side of the ball. But outside of that, like I, I feel like the unit has improved. I, I mean, you're still giving up 200 plus yards on the ground. You've been pretty good against the pass prior to North Texas. Uh, I would say probably the secondary is the strength. You mentioned Miles Hurd. Uh, we know what really Roberts is. Cecil Singleton's having a decent year. Uh, I, from your perspective, you mentioned the transfers on the defensive line. I, I still feel like they lack pass rushers up front that can truly impact mm-hmm. a game and really force a quarterback off his spots. Yeah, I mean, four of their seven sacks this year came against Northwestern State. I mean, so that's just kind of where you're at right now from a pass rush standpoint. Um, you know, certainly we've seen some flashes from Jaden Burnett. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's had a pretty good start to his season. Again, that's, you know, that's not a transfer, but, um, you know, I think a guy, you know, like Michael Clark, you know, again, has had some up and down games so far, you know, half a sack through four games. It's not exactly what you want. 
Deshaun Hall, I thought, has had you know a pretty you know solid start to his season. But again, like you mentioned, um, I think just given how much this team has struggled defending the run, um, you know, until they stop it, I mean, I don't I don't think it really matters what your your, your pass rush is going to be because frankly, I don't know how much you know teams are going to really be doing that going forward. But you know, certainly that SMU game, you know, there's barely any pressure on Preston Stone. Uh, you know, again, North Texas, you know, didn't really have too much pass, you know pressure. Um, you know, certainly Chandler Rogers was able to get out and escape a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I would say from a passer standpoint, they've been a little bit disappointing. But, again, you know, I think there's, you know, obviously four games into this year, you still have a lot of games in front of you. Maybe it takes more time to develop. We'll see. Uh, but like you mentioned, I think the defensive backs have kind of been um, the star of this defensive unit so far. Like you mentioned, I mean, Willie, you know, Cecil, um, you know, it's been well documented. You know, I wrote a story about, you know, Michael Richard coming in as a true yeah. freshman. He's had a pretty, you know, impressive start to his career. Um I think if we're being honest, you know, I think as a true freshman, you know, certainly the pass breakup numbers are great, but I think a reason those pass breakup numbers are what they are is because the, the pass rush is not getting home. Yeah. The passes are going out. Um, and so I think, you know, certainly Michael has, has shown flashes. I mean, you know, DeMarcus Griffin-Taylor coming back from injury, I thought it looked okay. Um, but, yeah, Miles and Cecil and, you know, Willie Roberts are certainly the, the engines of this defense right now. Looking ahead, um, obviously you get Nebraska this week. I don't know. Uh, if really anyone expects you to win that that football game. But once we get past that game and we're looking two, three weeks down the road, I would imagine, and you would probably agree, the, the talks are going to become more honed in on we're 1-0 in Conference USA play, a lot to play for, you can still win a conference championship. We've, we've all heard the spill before. If you're handicapping the league right now, do you think this team could really compete with a Western Kentucky with with a Liberty, and maybe you could throw in a Middle Tennessee as well? Yeah, you know, at this point, I, if you're just going to ask me today, I would I would probably say no, just because I think you, know, you look at what Liberty's done offensively through its first handful of games, and you know, obviously we know what Western is as well from the passing standpoint. Um, I, I don't think Louisiana Tech is at that level yet, and I think as long as that defense is still. You know, like you mentioned, you know, the North Texas game aside, they've been okay. They certainly haven't been solid through, you know, three games. But as long as that defense is still what I would, you know, consider a liability, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to hang, you know, with the going up against the offenses of Western and Liberty. And like you mentioned, you throw in middle there as well. Um, again, like you mentioned, I think this conference, I mean, we all knew in the talk of the offseason was obviously in conference realignment. I mean, let's just call it what, the, what it is. This, this league is probably the weakest in the FBS, and it got weaker just because of the American poach, you know, some of your top teams. And so, you know, certainly you start conference play, I guess, you know, you technically started with FIU, but you start conference play, you know, on the road at UTEP. That's a winnable game. You beat that team for as bad as you were last year. You beat UTEP. Um, you know, certainly on the road, that changes some dynamics. You haven't won a road game in two years. So, you know, certainly that's going to play something um, you know, that they're going to have to overcome. And then you come back home you know, on Thursday night and play Western. Um, you know, I think going into the year, we were kind of thinking like, okay, if this schedule works out, yeah. you know, that could that could be for the Conference USA, you know, title burst or something like that. And it still can. You know, you go, you beat UTEP or 2-0 and in conference play. You are in the driver's seat. So, um, you know, they're certainly not out of it at this point. But, you know, from what I've seen, I think I I need to see this offense develop, you know, more explosiveness. And this defense just has to get stops um, before I really consider them a, a you know, top-flight Conference USA contender, I would say. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going next. You know, from your point of view, where would you say this team needs to improve the most if they're going to find four or five more wins on the schedule and get to a bowl game in December? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a bunch, just defensively getting stops. And I think, 
the biggest hurdle that this team has not overcome yet is just getting off the field on third down. I mean, clearly, you know, I heard you guys talking about it against North Texas, and that was pretty much the storyline of the entire game. You let them just convert long drives. I think they had, you know, five or six drives over ten plays, if I remember correctly. I mean, you just can't have that. Uh, and it just, you know, to kind of continue that point further, third down passing this year, your opponents through four games, 16 of 26 for 255 yards. You, you just have to get off the field. Um, and so I think, again, when you go into conference play and you're playing these teams like Western, you're playing Liberty, you're playing Middle Tennessee with you know, experienced offenses and coordinators that know what they're doing, you know, you can't, you're just giving your offenses the inability to explode and, you know, get downfield plays. You have to, you have to sustain a defense that can get off the field. You have to have a defense that can give that offense time to develop. Okay, we're going to have you on the field here for five minutes and we know that this defense is going to give the ball right back to you. We can't, we can't have offensive series, you know, hoping and praying, okay, we have, you know, we have to, we have to score on this player. We have to score on this drive. Otherwise, you know, this defense is not going to give us the ball back for another six minutes because they're just going to let this, this offense, you know, roll down the field on them. So I, I think right now, certainly the offense is not where you want it to be, but defensively they have to improve. They have to get off the field. They've got to create pass rush. Um, and they just have to tackle. I mean, it sounds simple, but I mean, you look back through the tape of that, that North Texas game, I mean, how many times did they truly bring down a North Texas back on the first attempt? Yeah. I mean, I would say maybe twice all game. I mean, truly, it was not good. Um, you know, certainly I think North Texas has probably one of the better running back duos, you know, that you're going to see on your schedule. But um, like you mentioned, I mean, you got you got other teams that are coming up on your schedule that uh, you certainly look like winnable games, but, you know, just the way the, the defense is playing right now, I wouldn't say that any of them are, are for sure win. So um, that unit just has to improve from top to bottom and, um, you know, we'll see what Scott Power comes up with. Like you mentioned, you know, I don't know if they're going to win this Nebraska game, um, you know, whether Hank plays or not. You know, if you're asking me, I personally wouldn't play him. You know, I think yeah, you just get him healthy for conference play and just can just go the rest of the way. But, you know, if he if he does play, I'd be interested to see what they come up with. But um, defensively, I mean, they have to contain the running quarterback element and they have to tackle. No doubt, man. Well, tremendous stuff. I uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us. If any of our listeners want to follow your work online, where can they find that at? Yeah, obviously at WrestlingDailyLeader.com. We follow you know Louisiana Tech pretty closely. Do a lot of post game stuff and game coverage, press conference coverage as well. Um, you know, I still call it Twitter, so you can follow me at uh, at Bellins and Matts on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, post a lot of press conference, live tweets, and, and other thoughts there as well. So uh, yeah, it should be you know a pretty fun season going forward. And uh, yeah, hope you, hope you guys follow me for sure. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, doing a great job. And uh, actually, have a text on the text line that says shout out to Bellison. Uh, by far the best beat writer Tex had in quite some time. So doing a great job, man. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Matt Bellinson, Rustin Daily Leader, joining us. And, Beck, he does make a good point. I haven't thought about that, but, you know, when you're an offense, and I've been hard on the offense tonight. I have. Yeah. But when you're an offense and you feel the pressure of, hey, i got to score here, or a team's going to put together a 10, 12, 14 play drive, like that does weigh on you some. Yeah, but I mean, how much do you have to think that, like, as an offense, your goal should be to score every time? That's a fair point. I like, agree. just freaking go score. I got it. If only it was that simple, Beck. I guess that's why we're not coaches. Let's go ahead. Take our last time out. We come back. We're putting a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. It's bow time. 
Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind. Join your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on Tuesday night. Back, I don't know if you're a big weather guy, but a 50% chance of rain in Lincoln on Saturday. Oh, might be the best thing we got going for Rain us. game favor the dogs. No. No. Don't think it does. No, either. it doesn't do anything. Listen, Nebraska. We're going to get smoked on the ground. They average over 205 yards a game offensively on the ground. We're going to get allow, smoked on the ground both ways. They're going to they run down our throats. 46. And we're going to run into a brick wall. And, and that's kind it's of. It's going to be ugly. Listen, I don't think Tech's going to win this football game. But that I'm interested. And listen, Sonny Cumbie has no reason to ever want to impress me. But. I'll be interested to see what Tech does. Obviously, you're not going to run the football. I mean, they they allow 46 yards a game on the ground. To teams that can run the football. Yeah. And so, what do you do... I mean, we can run, but... ...to throw it as an extension of your pass game? Because during Cumbie's tenure, he hasn't thrown to the running backs a whole lot. No. Half our running backs are wide receivers right now, though. Well, they're safeties. Yep. Or walk-ons, or hurt... Who knows? All right, let's get into it. Uh, 2.30 p.m. kickoff. That game will be on the old Big Ten Network. I believe they have that on YouTube TV. Mm. So I'll be happy about that. Uh, you look at the early line. I believe the initial line came out as 22. Nebraska minus 22. It's jumped down to Nebraska minus 19.5. Over under 47.5. Vegas sees this one 33-14. 
34-14. I got somewhere it. Somewhere in that range. Got it about the old 45-10 range. Is that what you're going? Yeah, I saw 45-10. 45-10. All right, Tate. If you told us to give you 18 seconds, uh, give you a minute uh, 30. 35-13. Uh, Unbelievable. Y'all taking the dogs? No. No. Okay. He I ain't taking them for the rest of the season. I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. Oh, update on that. I said all week I was going to take North Texas plus four and a half and just be happy if we won because it was such a big game. Right before the game, talked to a few fans, got me psyched up, took Tech in the points. So I'm like 0-4 now again, betting on Tech this year. So, so you might fade me. 45-10, you're going. Taves, yep. what'd you say you are? 35-13? 35-13. I'm going to take Nebraska 41-7. Seems like the same thing. And it wasn't as close as the... Score might indicate. Yeah, we got a little late touchdown. 142 total Pot yards. return or something. Well, that wouldn't indicate that we stopped him. I'll I take this. that back. Kickoff return. <laughs> I'll say this. Just don't get goose-egged. Rafe chimes in. Bulldog fans, it's third down. It's, it's nightmarish. <laughs> you get it, huh? PA guy is third. Yeah, I know, I get it. And we couldn't stop third down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Heard it a lot. Yeah, we did. Uh, hopefully the dogs can off the field. That's the thing that concerns me. Nebraska, Anthony Grant. If you have just YouTube, Anthony Grant truck sticking North Texas football player or North Northern Illinois football player. He's saying it's film that they're not showing to the defense tonight. I'm just going to say this. If you're a tech D back and you come up to hit that dude, you better bring the you better bring your big boy pants. Mike might better uh, eat some Wheaties this week. And Mike might better go for the knees. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like he runs with some authority. So been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Zach Carpenter. I want to thank Matt Bellinson for joining us. We'll be back same time, same place. Catch us on the post game show. KXKZ 107.5 immediately. Following Saturday's kickoff for our producer, John Tabor, for, BC, for Beck Haynes. I'm BC. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Couple Chris arrived live from the TireRack.com studios, and we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive. 
Rob Nick Chubb last night we were on the air when he got 